welcome to the Creative Marketing Show with your host, Rosh Sillers. Welcome. Welcome to the Creative Marketing Show. It is great to have you here. This is show number 445, and we are talking freelance. And, well, what are some of the... Um, risks and how to not make it so scary. Uh, there, there's a lot to freelance and I really enjoy working um, freelance. You know, I would guess in some ways you'd call me freelance, although I feel like I have more of a company than a freelance job. I guess, you know, I, I live in a life where, you know, I don't have a boss uh, other than a million bosses, which are all my clients. So there are a number of reasons why people get into freelance. For me personally, it's because I, I feel it's, although there are a lot of pains along the way, um, ups and downs, I feel more secure. I don't have one person deciding if I'm eating tomorrow night. You know, I have a bunch of people. I have diversity. And that diversity gives me some sense of comfort, knowing that um, I have different types of clients. And I can choose the types of clients that I work with. I have the opportunity to pick projects. I have the opportunity to find people that I like and work with them. And when you work for a company, you don't necessarily have that. You're put with the people that you are to work. I mean, we all have a choice whether we work with a specific company or not. And a lot of times people do that. They work because they get the 401k, they get the health care. And there's this sense of security. The security is the consistency and knowing that they're going to pay you at the end of the week or every two weeks or however you go about it, where freelance isn't always that way. Now, as you get better, you'll have a little more confidence in the way you go about things. And I'm going to share some of those ideas with you today because I think it is important to uh, learn how to do this well as you market yourself, as you develop your business as a, a creative, a photographer. Um, it, it's important to just, you know, take on as many hints and listen to, you know, many as many opinions as possible to help find the right solutions for each step along your journey if you decide to do freelance. But I find personally working for other people full-time a big risk. And that's why I'm fearful of large clients sometimes. I mean, yes, I've had some very, very large clients, some of the biggest companies in the world. And some of those projects were pretty big. But I don't necessarily like wor working for companies with huge projects that dominate my time because it's kind of like working for somebody else. And when you're doing that, you're also not doing the other things that you need to do that we'll certainly be talking about to continue a robust freelance career. It's, it's just important to be able to continuously be out there and networking and involved in your community so people don't forget about you, so people refer you. Referrals are such a big part of being a freelancer. And if you think about it, you know, you need to be active in your community, and that's, that includes, that includes your, your craft. If you're a photographer, you know, what, what, what community, photography community do you have? But we, I know there are other creatives who listen to the show, and you may be a designer. What designer communities? Where can you work with other people? Maybe in some cases, possibly, you know, referring business back and forth, especially if you have different skill sets. 
So these are important things to remember and think about and get active so people are, are mentioning your name. It's important. When a name is mentioned more and more in your community, people have more confidence and trust in that name because other people are talking about them. Whether they're necessarily referring you directly, they're talking about you and your work, and, and that, that is important, or what a good person you are, or what a um, you know, reliable person you are, or whatever it may be, or the, just talking about the interesting projects you've worked on, and, oh, hey, I need somebody who does that kind of work. Conversation will often come up in, in people that will then refer you. But when you get into freelance, you need to think about... You need to think about the client and what is it that they are ultimately looking for. As we often talk about, it's the risk of hiring you as a, as a photographer, as a freelancer, as a writer, as whatever your specialty may be. What, what is the risk of hiring you? Quite often, the last thing these folks want are surprises. They want someone they can rely on. They want consistency. They want you to turn your work in on time. Showing up and doing your work on time will put you ahead of a lot of the other prospects you know, that, that are out there, the other freelancers that are out there. It does. It, it really does make a difference. It's amazing how many people just don't do what they say they're going to do. So if you can do that alone, believe it or not, you're going to get pretty far in freelance. If you find yourself in positions where you're making excuses for the clients and trying to push out deadlines all the time, you're not that person. And you better hope your work is that good that they'll call you back. Otherwise, they won't. They're ultimately looking for somebody who's going to do a really good job but are going to be consistent and regular. Now, some photographers work with the public. Some creatives work with the public, and that's a little bit different, especially if it's not a regular opportunity. But a lot of freelancers in general are working for other businesses. That's generally the way it works. And so you, you need to think of that. Although you're not part of that culture on a daily basis, you need to think about what are the needs of the corporate culture, especially if you're trying to get businesses to hire you. So again, they want the safety net of a good freelancer to call on when needed. And if you can demonstrate that, you're going to have more opportunity down the road. But partnering with other freelancers, we talk about partnering all the time on this channel and on the other channels about, you know, when it comes to business and growing a business, partnering and finding other freelancers who are looking for very similar clients. And a lot of times you can work together to go after specific targets and you know, maybe one person is a photographer, another person is a writer, another person is a designer, and you can work together in a sense like a virtual agency, but you're all independent. But you can go in and go after maybe larger jobs that way when you have multiple people. They can work together as that team, but not necessarily hire each other or be in a position where you have to worry about their taxes and 401ks and so forth. You, you are, we're all working independently, but still have a nice job that, that gives you all opportunities and can add to your portfolio. You know, something else that I think is important to remember is that especially early on when freelancing, there is nothing wrong 
There's nothing wrong with the odd job. Uh, when I mean that, like a side job. Uh, working for maybe somebody within the industry part-time, maybe a few hours a week to keep some sort of consistency. Because that's the hardest part with freelance is that when you are, I mean, if you are somebody who's you know, independent working from your home and there's a company that continuously hires you all the time, that's great. But I don't consider you as much freelance as a contractor. You're an independent contractor that has a job with a company. Freelancers really do go from person to person quite a bit. And so it's, it's important to keep the consistency as much as possible. There's not as much consistency in freelance, I think, as there is in, in being a contractor, which is just the nature of what it is. Because again, contractors generally have a contract over a period of time, they do the job, and then move on to the next contract where freelancers quite often are a day or a few days at a time, and not necessarily, they don't necessarily have that consistency in their work. So having that side job, I often had side jobs back in the day for newspapers. I worked for newspapers part-time, maybe an evening shift here and there, a few times a week, filled in one, one daily newspaper. They, they had enough photographers where they all you know were senior photographers and had a lot of time, um, vacation time. So I would fill in uh, during their vacation times. And so that worked out pretty well. Or their weekends. I would do weekend work and then fill, out, fill, fill in the time when they were away. And so I would have this kind of the life of a daily photographer during those times. It would be nice. And, and so it worked out. Um, those types of jobs aren't quite out there anymore the same way as they were. But, you know, it depends. Maybe it's a small newspaper that has some need where you, they have regular assignments for you. Um, quite often these days, media is is a place a good place to advertise your work, showing your work off on a regular basis. But it's not not always a cash cow the way it used to be, or not even not a cash cow, but just a regular stream of income by having regular assignments. So that that but that's something you can think about. Maybe there's another area where you could apply, or maybe a small job, an evening thing that can keep the consistency going. Because the number one thing that will kill a freelance career is obviously lack of funds, lack of ability to pay your bills. And then people end up going into being a, uh, you know, an employee somewhere. And, and if that's not what you want, maybe have something. It, and again, you know, in this situation, let it be fun. You know, ha let it be a fun job, uh, something that you might enjoy that you could do part-time, help somebody out to keep that consistency going. So that's important. It's important to look for both project work as well as individual, you know, regular uh, assignments. I, I think that's it's important to have a mix, especially when you're a freelancer. It kind of just evens things out, having that mix. One of the things I often recommend to freelancers is to have automated withdrawals from your accounts. And I know this helped me a lot. When I was, especially in my 20s, I had a regular withdrawal of like 75 bucks. It was taken out of my account each month. And at that time was, you know, a reasonable amount of money and, and it wasn't always in the account when they took it. But darn it, that money built up. And then it seemed like, you know, when I needed 500 a $1,000 for something, you know, there's an emergency or things slow down, I had something to draw from or I needed a few hundred dollars I could draw from me 
you know, I, I could draw from this account. So this automatic withdrawal to like a mutual fund or something that's not high risk, but you can, all you have to do is give them a call and to put the money back in, but they pull it out every month. And if you think about it, after 10 months, you have 750 bucks at 750 or $500, $500, you know, over 10 months. I mean, these things, even if you can do $100, that's great. And then the, this is money that you can pull from. I think it's important, even if you can't afford it. It's, it's a good way to keep keep the flow going. And I found it very helpful, especially early in my career. Even if you think you can't afford that, I think it's a good thing to do, um, especially especially early on, because you're going to have those times where you need that little bit of extra money. How about those times when you don't hear anybody calling? The phone doesn't ring, the emails don't show up, and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm done. Nobody's ever going to call, and everyone's ever going to email me again for another assignment. Trust me, it happens to all of us. We all feel that way sometimes, but the thing is, they'll find you again. Don't worry. As long as you're out there, keeping those relationships going, follow up with emails, checking in, call people, take people to lunch, meet with other freelancers, find partners, again, going after similar types of clients, keep that flowing. So when that happens, get, get out there and keep up with everyone and see what's going on. And then take that time to create. It always seemed kind of mystical to me because Whenever I took that time to start creating and doing stuff and getting into a project, uh, I just started getting work. That activity, just being active. When I, when I found myself worried and sitting on my couch watching TV as a young man, nothing happened. But when I got out and started doing things, all of a sudden, people started calling. I mean, it was, it was uncanny. I could sit for two days doing nothing. This, you know, I really need to get out there and do so. I'd start doing a project or just go out photographing, and I'd somehow meet somebody or somebody. Oh, hey, have you talked to this person? I mean, it just—it's just amazing how it always worked. Or just the phone call would happen. I would just get out there, and, and this phone call would happen. I, it, again, it sounds kind of mystical to me, but it, it just seemed to work that way. So, being active and getting out there, and take the time to create. Work on your portfolios. Update your website. Go through, take out the old images that seem outdated. Update the website. Create new videos for your website. Maybe show people. I, I just did a video today where I'm talking about the six things to lower the risk. And that's going to be released later today. I didn't want this video to step on that one. And I'm going to put this one again back on unlisted for those of you who are listening or watching live. Those of you listening on the podcast, uh, you can always join me uh, live at a uh, little after four o'clock Eastern Standard Time to talk to talk to me and ask questions related to the current topic. And uh, it, it's great. It'd be great to have you. Uh, but what I've been doing, because I have this 31 days of um, of, of videos supporting photographers, business of photography, um, I, I'm just I'm turning the podcast back on unlisted. So if if you hit the bell icon, you should be able to go find that uh, video without a problem because it'll be it'll be emailed to you or you'll be notified and you can click to it. So I'm not hiding it from folks. Um, I just want the the main video for that day to be the main video for that day. So I'll launch this one in a couple. Uh, 
a couple hours, the new one. I'm still doing some final edits on it, and uh, it's been a it's been an interesting road doing that. Um, let me let me finish up on video for you for you know as far as freelance though. When when creating videos of freelance, and I that's why I got on that rant. Um, I talked I talked about the idea of you know creating videos, really showing people who you are, how you work. Maybe show them your office, your home office. Hey, this is where I work, and this is what I do, and you know this is the way to best way to contact me. Um, these are this is my you know pet cat who helps me you know proofread everything or helps me edit whatever you know just give yourself a human element but also let them know the process of working with you and you know what what calendar system do you use to make sure you get your uh, you know your images in on time your your design in on time whatever it may be it's, you need to show them the things that you think that they really don't care about but they do because if they're taking a risk of hiring you for the first time the more information you can give them to make them feel like hey this person's going to be okay it'll be it's a little easier for them to send that email and to call you and so that is that's what i highly recommend use video that way on your website in your social media to really get that that personal feeling through so so much so that they just know you and you know, as they feel like they know you, they're going to be more likely to follow up with you. And if you follow through on what you do on those videos, your as I said in the beginning, you turn your your work in on time. You follow up. You communicate well. You don't go ghosting people. The term of the day. Believe me, I, I've experienced that, and maybe you have too. You know, when even when you feel you don't have time, just respond with, hey, I'll follow up with you. Really busy at the moment. Um, you know, whatever it may be, just don't not contact people. That is about the worst thing you can possibly do because you are dependent on people referring you or not. And if you do that good job, they're more likely to hire you if you're keeping good communication with them, especially in the very beginning. You're on top of it. You're following up with Hey, you said you're going to turn an estimate in on Monday, and you did. And if you don't, you said, hey, it's almost done. Do you mind if I turn it in Tuesday? You've been communicating all along. And then during the job, you communicated well. And they're going to be so happy that you kept communicating. Hey, just letting you know, I am halfway through this project. I want you to know I'm still on time, not all of a sudden on deadline day. Okay, here it is. You know, great. But you know, even having questions along the way and keeping people informed that you really are engaged with your freelance project. It makes such a difference. And if they have that confidence and you develop that trust with them, you're going to get the ultimate thing that makes a freelance career. That's a referral. People having so much confidence in you that they refer you. So, Take a moment and look through. I, I did this a lot when I was when I considered myself more of a freelancer. Is I would really look and see where are people complaining. Look at those emails or those worried emails. Usually it had to do with times and timeline. So I would set up my own, okay, every 72 hour. For me, it was like, okay, by the time I photographed, I would have to have 
this stuff to the editor by within 72 hours. And after they got back to me, I'd have things 72 hours. Now, in some cases, it had to be 24 hours. In some cases, the case is the same day. It all depends on the workflow. But if it was like a monthly magazine, then I had more time. So understand the workflow, but maybe have this limit. No, Nothing gets delayed more than 24 hours by me without this other action, such as a follow-up. These kinds of personal rules help keep you in check and make you a better freelance person, which really puts you in more demand. Because again, these the people who are hiring freelancers are dealing with people who are not doing this, who are not following up, who do ghost them, who do not turn their work in on time, who who just you know don't even tell them if they're having issues. They just say at the very end, oh, I'm sorry, I was sick. Okay, were you going to tell me? Okay, were you going to let us know that you couldn't get this in on time? We're planning on this. Why didn't you respond when we inquired a week ago? There's so many people out there like that. That's the competition you have to beat. So the way you beat them is not being them. <laughs> and of course, always working on your 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 better your, your work and and trying to improve and give yourself something new, a new project to work on when you are slow to keep your skills up and in, in to bring something new to the table. One thing that I always discover, and I thought this was really interesting and very helpful in terms of keeping my freelance work. Now, this is related. I, I know it's related in other areas, too, and I'm sure some of you will catch on to have heard or seen something similar. You know, I, I would work for, say, a magazine and a you know, get along with the editor. They hired me. And maybe that editor was a little conservative in the way they worked. They didn't like to really push the envelope, you know, with the photography or the, maybe even the writing or headlines. And, and so the photography was the safe shot. The photo was the safe shot. The, and, and so the magazine or, or even newspaper or even the design, a brochure, whatever it was, was always the safe shot. And this is especially true with the magazines where then eventually that editor would be gone and they bring somebody new who really wanted to get into cutting edge and they, they really wanted to transform the, the publication. And, and so they would go through and they'd see my work and they're like, yeah, this photographer, got to go, got to go. You know? And so they'd be polite. They'd say, you know, you know, it's, you know we, we appreciate all your time here, but in working with us, but you know, we really need to bring in, you know, maybe some fresh blood or, or, you know, go a different direction. And we really just don't see that in your work. This is why I would always send more images and, and work, even the cutting edge stuff in the package that I would send to the old editor. Yes, the safe shot would be there. And what happens sometimes with freelancers or people that, you know, you, that regularly hire you, you get to know what they want, so you only give them what they want. Now, some cases they'll say, don't give me anything else and there's nothing else you can do, then there's part two, and I'll share that in a moment. But give them all the good stuff and, and still create interesting images or whatever it is that you need to do to, to stay cutting edge and show them you are modern in what you do. You have a modern style. Because I would, more than once, more than once, I had to go back to that editor and say, I totally understand, but would you do me a favor? Would you take a look at the package of images 
or the gallery. Quite often I put them in their own personal gallery, like using Photo Shelter, where they could download their images. So they could just pick the ones they want, download, and that would be it. Could you take a look at the gallery of images in which I, you know, for the assignments, maybe over the last six months, and, and then, you know, then follow up with me if you have any questions. And they would do that, and I swear to you, every time they'd come back, oh, you have exactly what we want in here. So, you know, sometimes other, when other people are editing your work or presenting your work, they don't always do you favors, and always your best work doesn't always get shown on the website um, in, in, uh, in the email blast or, you know, in an ad or, or whatever it is. So when it comes to freelance, you need to take control and not accept those things and, and make sure you are future-proofing yourself when things change inside the corporate culture, when editors change, when project managers change, when um, just production people in general change, vice presidents change, and you need to be able to show, hey, I can still be the freelancer you want. And, and you know, sometimes they take it inside and sometimes even hire you hire offer you position to come inside and you can decide if that's for you or not but you know it's there's always change there's always change that's why you always have to be looking for new opportunities and not depend enjoy it when you have a really good client but never stop looking for the next client because that's going to be that's the death of you because one day you'll find yourself in a really bad position so, hey, thank you so much. Um, so the last bit, of course, I'm continuing with my 31 days here on this channel, um, offering up some uh, really, I think after the 31 days, it really is some good business. If you go from the first video through the last, and we're down through 12 now, and I am doing these within the day or two of when I release them. The one that's being released today, I did today, and I'm going to have to do a couple tomorrow just to get ahead. I like to have a couple ahead but I had a really packed weekend, and so I, I got enough to get through Sunday, and they weren't, and the last one was okay. I did it on purpose. It was kind of an informal one, but I knew I had to get something quick, um, and, and I did. So I, I, I switched some of my videos around and pulled that one forward. Uh, it already planned just to give you a quick video on conversions, how to improve conversions on your website. So it was a, a pretty basic video of um, kind of handheld and uh, sharing a few thoughts. But some of the uh, more business-type videos, how to improve your business, they're certainly coming your way. Like I said, later today will be the six things you can do to decrease the risk of hiring you. So those of you who have not come over to the, uh, the youtube.com forward slash Rosh Sillers Photographer YouTube channel, uh, definitely get over there, check it out. I have a, um, a download there that you can also download uh, which will um, give you some information that'll help you with your business. So many of the questions, many of the themes throughout this, um, this series of videos are in that download. So that will be very helpful also. Thank you so much. We'll have uh, another podcast, another show next week, 4 o'clock, 4.15. I'll, I'll post it when it's going to be uh, Eastern Standard Time. It's great to have you here. You have a great week. I look forward to your questions in the comments.